Where's my medicine remix? Mm, drop! Drop it like it's hot. Hey, medicine remix. I love what you guys are doing. Everything is hot. From medicine remix. Medicine remix. You're listening to medicine remix. Really, I like the way you mixed. Medicine. Yo, I caught those. You thought I was going to miss those, huh? Because I've been sleeping on my anchor game. But I'm back. And you know what else? I think you inspired me to maybe take this anchor thing a little bit more serious. This was lit. Boys, awesome stuff. Great show. Awesome musical choices as always. Great song selection. And good ear, by the way, too, because you really, I thought that was dope how you picked up on it and put the music behind it. And um, it's definitely inspirational. I just found great value in this. I just wanted to call and give you props and just say thank you. Appreciate this conversation. I'm really curious as doctors, what your thought is on all this. Just would love to know the medical perspective on that. Thanks. Guys, come on, get to it. You got a job to do. Got a community waiting for your opinions. Chop, chop. chop, it, chop it. Thank you for listening. You're listening to Medicine Remix only on Anchor. Bye. Support for today's Medicine Remix show is brought to you by Wenadryl Ultra Tabs, an over-the-counter strategy for those who don't know when to start pursuing their passions. The active ingredient in Wenadryl is now and then hydramine, the social allergy medicine useful for those people allergic to things like bullshit, haters, negativity, the present moment, and getting shit done. Wenadryl. If not now, then when? Now back to remixing medicine on Medicine Remixed, only on Anchor. How does science help us deal with the angst of being temporary beings who nonetheless can write poetry and love? The poetry yeah. and the love and the art and the creativity are what give meaning to the life that we will know only once. And were we to live forever, what motivation would there ever be to write a poem? I can tell you my knowledge that I will die yeah. gives focus and meaning every day that I am alive. When you give flowers to someone, yeah. Yeah. I assume you've done this before, why not give them plastic flowers? They'll last longer, but you don't. You give them real flowers because you know the real flower will die. So that the, the measure of the value of that gift is manifest in its temporality. And if you knew you were never going to die, then what's your hurry? Kasim Osgood on Medicine Remix, live from San Diego, California. Kasim Osgood, one reason he went to the Pro Bowl as a special teams guy are plays like that. He's able to strip it, and then it stays in bounds. He takes a seat, crosses his legs. No problem, guys. Go to work. Medicine Remix is a great station because you guys just cover the full gamut. Like you guys I, cover a lot of good stuff. I, 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 like, I like it. But, but there's some days I don't feel like we have an identity. You're not supposed to have an identity. That's the thing about it. Is that if you declare an identity, then you're gonna lose out on listeners. So be all encompassing, be real. But if you're yourself, then if they can't see your identity when you're being yourself, uh, then it's kind of not on you. Who am I? Happy Monday, Anchor Fam. Hope everyone. That was celebrating Thanksgiving in the U.S. Had a great weekend with your friends and family. This is your boy, Reesh, by the way, from Medicine Remix. I got back on the grind dark and early this morning. 
Got to the hospital around uh, 6 a.m. and I'm in between cases in the operating room, so I thought I'd say a quick what up to all of you, see how y'all are doing. You know, one of the good parts of this job, I think, is that it's a constant reality check. You know, that is, if you let it give you a constant reality check. I'm a few months into my practice of orthopedic surgery, but during my five years of surgical training, I have to say I've seen my fair share of life and death scenarios. So wanted to ask you guys, if you were told you had a month left of your life, how would you spend it? Would you do the things that you genuinely loved or would you continue to live based on what you thought was expected of you? Would you keep working as hard or would you spend more time savoring the quote unquote good life? Would you say what was on your mind or continue fearing what others thought of you? Would you reach out to your real friends or spend the rest of your days around people you only kind of like or maybe don't even like? Would you let yourself be happy or waste your time regretting the life you never lived? So these questions are inspired by the top five regrets of the dying as written by a former palliative care nurse named Bronnie Ware who had basically seasoned tickets for years to people facing their own mortality. She found that nearly all of her patients were more concerned with the relationships they had built with others and being truly happy than they were with money, fame, or success. In her book titled The Top 5 Regrets of the Dying, Ware reports on the most frequently expressed regrets that people say when they are literally on their deathbeds, and they are as follows. Number one, I wish I hadn't worked so hard. Number two, I wish I had stayed in touch with my friends. Number three, I wish I had let myself be happier. Number four, I wish I'd had the courage to express my true self. And number five, I wish I'd lived a life true to my dreams instead of what others expected of me. You know, I think the only thing worse than death is the unlived life. You know what I mean? So basically, just do you or die trying. In my first few months out of training, I've seen several elderly patients, most of whom broke their hips and I had the opportunity to take care of them. And seeing firsthand the spectrum of regret to fulfillment from this elderly patient population has really reinforced a lot of these themes. Next up, you're about to hear a conversation Dee and I had a few years ago during my very first year of surgical training when I first encountered an end-of-life scenario at the very beginning of a human life during a pediatric surgery rotation. So as always, call in with your thoughts. You're listening to Medicine Remixed only on Anchor. I don't know if this is kind of a downer, yeah. but I'm, I'm on a pediatric surgery rotation right now. And um, this ba baby in the neonatal ICU that um, was not doing too well. Um, you know, had a distended belly and... Um, a lot of things were going wrong for this kid. Uh, wasn't even really born that premature and basically had to go to the operating room today. Um, and it was, uh, it was pretty crazy, man. They, they found that it was basically a situation where after they opened the belly, because they didn't really know what they were going after, they were just trying to figure out what was causing this kid to be so sick. And they were in a situation where they could either complete the surgery or just 
let nature kind of take its course mm. and either way it's not going to be too good so they talked to the family while the you know the kid was still under anesthesia and basically that that was that choice was presented to them um have your kid go through the surgery and just have a terrible quality of life and probably die soon anyway or we just let nature kind of run its course so it was uh it was pretty uh pretty powerful moment man and i I don't know what i would choose or what the what the right choice would be um in that situation but you know ultimately what they chose in that time was you know we don't want you know our kid to suffer and we're gonna um just let nature run its course and i think you know to to really think about the quality uh of our lives more than the than the quantity of it that's that's a really important way to yeah man, I, make I, decisions don't, I don't think life. that's a downer at all man i think that's a, a reinforcer for for you know parents in particular out there that I don't think people realize, man, how much shit has to go exactly right for us to be born and be what we consider normal. The amount of shit, the amount of connections that have to happen. I mean, straight from DNA to, you know, your fingers being where they're they're supposed to be. The amount of shit that has to go absolutely flawless. And granted, the packaging, you can bitch about that and say, oh, that person's ugly. You know, that person has bad teeth. That person has a big nose. That per- you can say whatever you want. The outside, listen, it's just fucking packaging, man. Yeah. All the shit that had to go right for your kid to sit in front of that TV and ignore you and not listen to you. Yeah. The amount of shit that had to happen, un It's a miracle. It's, it's a miracle. And especially, like, one of, the, one of the good parts of this job, you know, is the, the constant reality check. Yeah. If, if you let it give you a reality check. Yeah. Because you're in a place where... A lot of things went wrong for people. Yeah, man. And it's, you know, really an opportunity for us to be like, all right, you know, how am I going to live my life the best that I can and not complain about the little shit that doesn't matter? So. That's it, man. So go fucking hug your girlfriend, even though she's been bitching all day. Go kiss your man, even though he's fucking asleep on the couch with Cheeto fingers and, you know, popcorn in his hair. Uh, your kid's been ignoring you, not doing what you tell him. Just fucking go over, man. Give him a goddamn hug. Tell him you love him and then ground him. Uh, because this ride only happens once, man. And, and we, get, we really got to take advantage of it. And it's a good reminder every day. Unfortunately, at the cost of other people losing yeah. their lives or their quality of lives. That, I mean, whatever it takes, man. Yeah. Quality, it. baby. Quality. Yep. Quality. it is anchor it's reesh i know it's been a minute but a lot's been going on in and out of the hospital my little sister got married recently and then moved across the country to san francisco so a lot of emotions but what it took for me to get emotional was something unexpected i think working in a hospital emotionally detaches you on some level because of the heavy shit that you see on a frequent basis but it's obviously different when you're dealing with your own family and weddings are technically happy occasions but I could never relate to people crying at weddings, at least I never thought I would ever cry at one, and I stand corrected. The the weirdest thing sparked my emotions though, 
was numbers. The medical community throws around the phrase evidence-based medicine to describe decision-making based on research. And it's more compelling to use stats to make decisions and your point. So with that context, a week before my sister's wedding, I came across a blog post called The Tail End by this dude, Tim Urban. And not a medical journal by any means, but he takes a very evidence-based approach about the time we all have left. And he says, by the time we graduate from high school, we've already spent over 90% of our in-person parent and sibling time. And if you think about it, if we go away to college, we only see our parents and siblings a few times a year in person for special occasions. And let's just say most people see their families 10 times a year, give or take. And I'm 30. My parents are roughly 60. And taking a generous assumption that they live for another 30 years, if you do the math, 10 times a year times 30 years is 300 days. And that's less than a year. Setting aside the secret hope that science will continue to lengthen human longevity, the point is we really don't have a lot of time with the people we love. So the three takeaways here are to live near the people you love because you'll see them like 10 times more, prioritize the people you love, and spend that precious quality time with your peeps without sweating the small stuff. segment was heavy man thank you and you know i think you might have uh inadvertently hit on a soft spot with me because i'm sort of easily irritated by numbers and i think in many ways um they could be very discouraging and i love how you turn that around and you're saying let the numbers encourage you to appreciate those that you love and your life you know how goddamn beautiful that is? Shit. You see, to me, that is physical beauty. Not this uh, bag of bacteria. But that. That's beautiful. Thank you for calling the Medicine Remix hotline. Please leave. Message! At the sound of the beep. Thank you. Medicine Remix. This is Social Media Marketer. All I can say, man, is one word. Truth. You just laid it down, bro. Alright, man. I love that section. I highlight y'all. Look for the next one. Hey guys, it's Patrick over here at We Live on a Planet, and I wanted to thank you for your evidence base with the numbers don't lie. And just breaking it down, you know, Tim, the writer was saying about he's maybe about 60 Super Bowls. And when you think about it that way, it is really just a mind blow. And so thanks for what you guys do over there. You guys are like a staple for me ever since I've been on this station and still my go-to for dial. I love your creativity. I love your music mixes and plus your thought style. So keep doing what you're doing over there, Medicine Remix. I know I'm always tuning in. And thanks so much. Hey, in upstate New York, strong, right? Peace, guys. Oh, thank you. Biggest piece of medicine they need. Just remix. The now drop, now drop, now drop, now drop. Medicine Remix, fam. Medicine Scary Remix. Next big thing, get on it now. 
appreciate that, brother. Thanks for everything. Medicine Remixed on no other place but here on Anchor.